Hello and welcome again to Oscar Mike Radio. I'm the host. My name is Travis. Oscar Mike Radio is part of the Hubuzu Network. You can find out more on hubuzu.com. I want to start off by saying thank you again to my sponsors, Joyce Asek of Asek Real Estate, Army National Guard veteran Mark Holmes of Reaper Detailing and Power Washing. Thank you so much. And to my supporters, Simper Savage, Bottom Gun Coffee, and Quezon Shading Company. And this is kind of like a surprise show today. Um, I'm not talking to a veteran or someone who served in the military, but supported a, a, a big veteran event a couple of weeks ago and was truly like, you know, adapt and overcome, Simper Gumby. And so without any further ado, I want to welcome Anna Lynn Ferris, Oscar Mike Radio. Anna, thank you so much. Of course. Hey, Travis, how are you doing today? I'm savage, Anna, savage. <laughs> Um, I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, I like the story that we're going to talk about here. So set the stage. You know, I'm going to uh, Collierville, Tennessee, right out of Memphis to support uh, the state commander, the VFW, Brian Walker's fundraising event, uh, Operation Giving Back and Operation TP Pyramid. And through this, you know, we're, we're doing this and there was a lineup of musicians to play. And I get there and we find out that one of the musicians can't come because of air travel. JetBlue was down across the nation. And this, this fiery redhead named Anna is going to step in and do this. And I'm like, oh, snap, what's going to happen? It's going to happen. You know, change is bad at last minute. How's this going to go? I mean, I don't know. And folks, I'll tell you how she did later. But, but Anna, it was amazing. So let's just find out more about Anna. Kind of tell us a little bit about you and how you got into music. Yeah. So I originally, I, I hail from Dayton, Ohio. So don't hold that against me. Uh, <laughs> OH. Uh, but I originally started with bluegrass. So that's where I have my roots. Uh, I started when I was about seven, six or seven. And we were at a block party, my family and I, with the whole city and I saw this bluegrass band playing on stage and I was like, mom, that's what I want to do. And a few days later, my mom bought me a guitar and uh, got me some lessons and it's history. <laughs> like that. Just like that. Now bluegrass is truly an American style of music. Like it's, it's, there's nowhere else in the world. Can you find something that's like bluegrass? I mean, isn't that cool? I mean, tell us a little bit about bluegrass and what it is. Yeah. So at least in my roots, we did a lot of uh, outdoor shows. We did a lot of, um, I'll say this, I was seven years old and we did a lot of unpaid shows, but it was so rewarding because I got to uh, find my personal voice on stage. So it really just consisted of of like five or six guitars, a banjo and a mandolin and lots of singers, lots of harmony. Uh, that's pretty much it. I happen to really like bluegrass. Um, you know, I, I grew up in the Midwest and down South and whenever we got to hear bluegrass, it was, you know, I'm a metal head, but you know, there's something very authentic about it with the guitars and the mandolin and other American instrument, the banjo. Um, so you start doing this at a very young age. 
when did you decide that, you know what, I want to do this for, you know, my career, the rest of my life or for a long while? When did that take place? Yeah, great question, Travis. So when I was 12 or 13, my mom, her whole company uh, was pink slipped. Uh, so the whole area of Fairborn, Ohio, where I, where I hail from originally, it's easier to say Dayton, but, um, the whole city of Fairborn, Ohio, who worked there, um, was looking for jobs at that point. And so eventually my mom was like, well, we have to go where the money is. So I moved to South Carolina. Uh, my whole family did. And from there I was sitting in my room, you know, I'm going into eighth grade, just didn't really have any friends, didn't have anything really, but I would sit in my room and I would play uh, some music. And I started out with uh, Suds in the Bucket by Sarah Evans. <laughs> and my mom was like, hey, there's this talent show coming up. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll I'll go into it. And I made a lot of connections. I, I still have a good friend, uh, Brick Cash, who helped tune my guitar and really just helped fine tune me for that. Uh, talent show. And from there, I was like, I, I had won. And not to brag, but I'm still the, the reigning champion of Kershaw County's Got Talent, mainly because they didn't have any afterwards. Um, but uh, after that, like, I was like, I can make money doing this. I can have a good time and make money. I, this is what I want to do. I'm set. <laughs> So I'm going to ask you, I think now's a good time to ask the question. Yeah. I've asked Chris Turner this question. I've asked every artist, military or not, on OMR this question. Mm -hmm. No favorites here, Anna. Nobody gets a pass. Okay. No, it's not Monopoly. Here's the question then. You know how like the Beatles and Neil Young and, you know, all these guys sold their catalogs for a lot of money, like, you know, $300 million, which in my view is a lot of money. I agree. So here's, here's the question. I've got a check. And it'll clear right now for, let's just say, yeah, let's just say 300. Actually, we need to do $400 million for inflation. Let's, so we'll call $400 million. I can give it to you right now, but you can't sing or perform or record music ever again. You just take the money right off into the sunset, maybe down to the to the coast or to uh, Bonaire and enjoy the good life. But you give up all your music for the rest of your life, but you have the money. Would you take the check? That's tricky, Travis, because as soon as you said $300 million or $400 million because of inflation, I was like, Ooh, I could pay off my student loans. I could buy this much equipment. I could do these many shows. I could travel. And then you said, quit music and quit Gotta singing. Quit and Gotta um, quit music. I don't think I'd be able to do that, honestly, because music is in my blood. Music is in my soul. I, I guess I'm just going to be broke. <laughs> you know, Anna, I am now old for 15. I don't know what it is. Every artist has answered the question differently, but at the end of the day, it, it, it's like, no, I, even if you, you could stack it right in front of me with the armored car. No, I wouldn't take it. It's definitely tempting. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie, okay. but just I, music's in my blood. That's what I do. It's what I, I was born to do. It's my, my God given gift. <laughs> 
and right. they would right. be Fair against God to, to not do music. So sorry, right. <laughs> I'm on a mission from God. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. So we'll get back to the music thing in a second. So yeah. I'm at Collierville VFW and, you know, we're going through the lineup and I'm like, I don't know who Anna is. This was very last minute. You know, did you know you were performing before you got to Collierville or were you just hanging out down there and they said, hey, you're up? How'd that all work? So I did know about it the night before. Okay. So uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to paint the picture like, oh my gosh, it was two minutes before. No, I got a call the night before and I was planning on going anyways, uh, just to support Chris and to support the drummer who is my boyfriend. Um, but <laughs> we don't have to go into all of that, but we were just walking around. Uh, Cole was getting ready for his show that night at MJ's in Murfreesboro. And Chris called me and was like, Hey, this band can't show up. Can you cover? And I was like, well, I'm going to be there anyways. I might as well. And so we got there. I was writing up a set list for the guys, for Chris's band. Uh, but that's the rest is history. Chris was like, okay, you're going to go on second and good luck. And I was like, thanks, Chris. I got this. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so it's not like, because a lot of you, some of you artists perform you know weekly it's no big deal but still you kind of gotta know where you're going how you're gonna get there and you had 24 hours to you know drive three and a half hours you know west and and do this thing and may i say that you know when you opened your mouth to sing i'm like holy moly are you where did this come from because <laughs> it was a very like you know full experience musically i mean it was Thank just you. uh very cool to listen to so talking to artists some of them have different things they like to do what's your favorite part about the the music creation process if you will what what do you enjoy do you enjoy the songwriting do you enjoy performing more some artists i talk to tell me you know they don't really like performing they love being in the studio and with all the technology mixing and mastering the track to make it sound a certain way. What, what's your favorite part of it? Yeah, so it's definitely the performance aspect. I am a performer at heart. I like, I like being the center of attention and oh. I like uh, being a moment maker. And essentially what that means is I like essentially to give people a good time. I like to help make those moments for people like, oh my gosh, did you see what she just did? That was fantastic. Or, um, oh my gosh, I got a drumstick. That's awesome. Or I got to stand on stage with her. That's freaking awesome. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, I am a huge performer. I, I, that's, it's funny that you say that most people are uh, more comfortable in the recording studio because when I get in the studio, I'm like, there's no people here. This is awkward. It's just me and this guy who's looking at me through plexiglass. What is going on here? Uh, so I, I definitely, as an artist, I struggle in the recording studio because of that aspect. I'm so used to performing in front of five to 5,000 people. So definitely the performing aspect of it. <laughs> Fair enough. And, and just to bring it back to the boyfriend for a second, if I may, you know, he's, okay. he, he's playing <laughs> drums. Is there ever any like friction that, Hey, you know, you're not keeping time because uh, 
you've forgotten more about singing than I know, but I've sung a little bit. And I know that sometimes the, 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 the drummer and the pianist are like, hey, man, I mean, you've got to stay in time. We can't follow you. I mean, is there ever any friction there or is he like locked on to what you're doing? Well, I don't want to boost his ego any, but he's actually really good at keeping time. And I have never heard another drummer who can uh, keep time as well as he does. And I'm not biased. I swear I'm not. Uh, there's other people who can attest to this, but he's really good at keeping time. He has great uh, accents. And in, in that sense, he's uh, he has good feel. He knows when to put in a fill. He knows when to do certain things. He knows uh, the the structure of a song to be able to, you know, okay, I need to hold back on the on the art stuff here. No, no finger flips, nothing. And he also knows when to kind of go all out like, oh yeah, flipping drums, flipping or drumsticks, excuse me. He's not flipping his whole drum kit. Uh, and he's just always been that way. I've never heard anybody who can tune drums as well. And he knows when his drums are not tuned as well. So um, not that I'm biased or anything, but based on my experience and other people who've played with him and have told me things about Cole, he's a great drummer. He's an amazing asset to have on your team. <laughs> All right, just, just, you know, sometimes us singers can be a little, you know, rogue and, you know, you get dirty looks from the band or from the, from, you know, I did a lot with a, with a pianist and you're getting a dirty look like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm kind of doing my own thing. Oops. But uh, no, it's, it's just a, a very interesting, you know, dynamic. And I just was curious about that. Yeah. And so, I'm not going to say that I haven't gone like completely rogue. There has been songs where I'm like, I don't know the verse at all right now, but really the only, I'm not even going to call it friction, but the only, uh, conversations I've had to have on stage were really with my guitar player because we go back and forth like you didn't play this lick and he's like Anna I played that lick and I'm like no you didn't you didn't and it might just be my own internal monologue saying these things but sometimes him we and I go are back the, we are the you know, you know we're singers for a reason though Anna but the biggest thing is can you adapt to that exactly Exactly. That's where I'm like, you have to adapt to me whether you like it or not. I'm sorry. So, well, it's not only just to me. I, I don't want to sound selfish in this. It, it's it's a, okay. Being in a, I don't, I don't want to like, <laughs> I'm not trying to pass aggression on you, but I also don't want to seem like everything's about me. It is when you're in a band, it's all about collaboration. Like, sure. oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah. It sounds good. Take a longer solo. Take a longer solo. Okay. It's time for me to come back in. Shut up. <laughs> well, the reason I kind of, you know, all kidding aside yeah. is I want to ask you this. A lot of people think singing, even with American Isle and the voice and all that, people still have this idea that singing is like the easiest part of doing this. And I try to explain to people because, you know, I, I, I grew up, I, I did classical singing lessons for a couple of years and you'd find out real quick that it is hard being the instrument and making the sound, song sound the same all the time, right? And so there's there's an aspect of difficulty that most people don't understand or, or appreciate. Do you, do you find that sometimes? I definitely feel that. Uh, myself being the instrument is definitely tough because I have to be able to step back and say, no, I need to take care of myself. No, I can't 
do this because I have to be able to do a show this weekend or I need to, it's definitely something that you have to take care of yourself on. And uh, I, I kind of agree with you on the American Idol thing. Like people think that it's easy, but at the same time, especially people on Broadway and on Na in Nashville, um, there's a lot more than just singing songs. There is uh, being able to have a conversation while you're singing with people because, you know, when people are a little bit happy-go-lucky, we'll call it, they're like, hey, you wanna, you should sing this song. And you're like in the middle of a long note and you're like, yeah, I'm singing right now, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah, totally. And you have to make note of that and people ask for requests and you have to mentally make all these notes and oh my goodness, I have to remember that it's Catherine's birthday. I have to remember Catherine's name for when we sing Catherine's birthday song. It's it's a lot more than just singing. I have to remember all the words to the song and if I can't, I have to be able to adapt to be able to make it through the song because you can't just stop like, hey, 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 guys, I don't know the second verse. We can't do the rest of the song. Sorry, everybody. Go home. I don't know. Like you have to be able to adapt. And it's it's a lot more than just singing songs, I feel like. <laughs> now, now, I don't want to assume, but I saw it on your Instagram and I'll have the links to her Instagram and everything in the Oscar Mike Rito show post, ladies and gentlemen, that you also play an instrument, a guitar. I do. I play acoustic guitar and yep. I have since I started in that bluegrass band. So I did not like homework when I was a lot younger. So I was really just the one who stood up on stage with the guitar. Um, but when I moved to South Carolina, that was not the case. I, If I wanted to do what I do now, I needed to learn and have the calluses and be able to uh, proficiently get through a song acoustically. And now I'm kind of growing in, in that aspect as well. I told the guys, like, I really want to learn more lead. I want to learn uh, to, to, to hang essentially with, with the rest of the band, hold my own on stage with an instrument as opposed to just vocally. Gotcha. Well, because, you know, I've talked to artists who play the guitar or, you know, even play the bass and, you know, they, they start off with an instrument first and then sang and the singing kind of just supports their overall thing. I've met some true like, hey, I'm a singer, I'm a songwriter and singing will always be my thing. So I'm always curious, you know, how that works in there. And, you know, to your point earlier, yeah, I, I, you know, the guitar and banjo are very key to what bluegrass is at its core, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So to bring us back in a military stretch, um what's it like collaborating i'll use that term with a marine veteran in chris turner you can be, <laughs> you can be honest here i'll uh, if, i'll i'll tell chris to you know hey don't don't you don't you mess with anna now no you don't have to talk to him i'll tell him straight to his face oh um, but that's just how i believe things should be taken care of you should always say if you don't like somebody you should tell them to your to their face but oh, i love working awesome. with chris yeah Chris is a great guy to work with. We, um, he's just so wholesome. He's very, he's very black and white. Like he won't, he'll tell you straight to your face. Like that sucked. Or, we're we're kind of like that, yeah. you know, Anna, you know, it, it, it's hard because tell me how you feel and I'll tell people how I feel. 
and they don't like it. And I'm like, what? What? That's what you asked me to do. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's what Marines do. So very black and white. And, you know, I have to think, I hate assumptions, but the fact he was able to call you, you know, um, Friday night and say, hey, can you get to Murfreesboro? You know, he's had to seen you perform before and knows what you can do. He had to feel pretty good about having you on, right? I, I would assume so. <laughs> well, you, you just never know. I mean, you know, there's there's plenty of artists in Nashville. I mean, holy moly. I mean, I look at the some of the bulletin boards in there. I'm like, oh, yeah. where do all these people play? <laughs> but, you know, my, my thing is he knows a lot of people. He could have picked anybody, but, he, you know, I want you out there to do this. And I had to feel pretty good about that. Definitely felt good about that. Chris and I have not known each other relatively long. Yeah. I'd say I met Chris maybe last year at Fat Daddy's. And when I first met him, it was very intimidating because there's this guy who not only is he like this freaking tall, bulky uh, veteran Marine, but also like this guy's really going somewhere with, with his music and it was very intimidating to meet him at first. And I was like, oh my gosh, I got to be on my toes. And he was like, how you doing today, Anna? It's nice to finally meet you. And I was like, okay, I could probably let my guard down a little bit. I like the way you did that. You kind of got Chris like accent wise right on. I try. <laughs> well, you did pretty good. You did pretty good. So, so here's, so here's something I ask every artist because I get, I get, I've gotten some, you know, why do you have artists on and talk about veteran stuff? And I'm like, well, you have started your path very early in life, but kind of like what we've talked about, the theme of this show has been adapt and overcome. Mm -hmm. Semper Gumby, you were, you were, you know, three and a half hours away doing your thing on Friday night and you got the call and you, you know, like that switched and came and, and accomplished the mission in our speak. So I think there's a lot we veterans and you, us in the military can learn from, from artists. And a lot of veterans that I know are trying to break into the music industry, poetry, yoga, what have you, dance, whatever it is in the arts. And they find out, ex you know, just how hard it actually is on a good day. And they, <laughs> Right, right. They, they get yeah. frustrated. I mean, I've gotten frustrated doing this right here. So, you know, on, on a serious note, you, you're, you're at a bar, you just got done with the show. And let's just say it's me, for example, comes up to you and says, you know, I'm trying to do this. Anna, and I am like getting my ass kicked. And I'm just like done. I mean, in all seriousness, what, what do you tell that person who's who's trying to do this? Because you've been doing this all your life, but mm -hmm. the person that got out of the military, trying to readjust to life and being a civilian again, and now trying to make this work, and it just seems insurmountable. Do you have any advice for someone like that? Well, that's definitely tough, just because in my head, there is no other option. So I apologize. I'm trying to think because I... I want to make sure that I say the correct thing sure, because sure. I'm assuming that people like that are listening to this. Yeah. Um, it sounds so cliche, but don't give up. Uh, but, 
but that's, well, that's, that's the aspect. Um, music is always going to be hard, but life is hard. Everything's hard. It's how you adapt and overcome that makes it fun. Life is a challenge. Chris, Challenges Chris, are fun to overcome. Yeah. Well, Chris has, has told me those different flavor, but the same thing mm -hmm. on when I've talked with him on this show, uh, a lot of artists to their credit and your credit say the same thing. Like, look, it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult, but you know, a lot of times it's just the fact that I didn't quit is the only reason I'm sitting here in front of you today. And, you know, I think it's a message that needs to be said over and over again until it sticks. So of course, yeah. um, absolutely. Absolutely. So You've been doing this since you were six, seven years old. You're you're in Nashville now. You can, you know, snap my fingers and you can be somewhere four hours away and crush it. Thank you. What is next for Anna? What do you mean exactly? Well, in terms of, you know, do you are you gonna be dropping an album? Do you have any big shows coming up? Are you looking to do something different with your music in that in that kind of way? Yeah. Uh so Big plan, big plan that I am shooting for is to be able to have enough songs by the fall to record a new album. So that being said, I am really taking a big step into writing because it's not my strong suit. With writing, I believe that me personally, if it's not personal or if it's not a real story, then it just, it's it's kind of mush. So. I'm really kind of taking a step um, back and a step inside of myself to pull out these stories, to be able to be vulnerable and to be able to sit down with somebody and say, hey, I have this idea. I want to write about it. Like I have one song that I am writing with a buddy of mine, uh, Craig Hendricks, and we are writing essentially a song about a musician's lament. And it's um, essentially like, hey, I love what I do. I, I love everything about it, but it keeps me away from my family. It keeps me away from home. It keeps me away from whatever. And, but I can't quit it. It's, it's an addiction that I can't stop because this is what I do. This is my passion. And that's something that we're writing. And I have to be uh, vulnerable with that because I'm, I'm very reserved in, in my emotions. I'll say, uh, and it's, it's a little difficult because I have to be able to say, okay, ah. <laughs> I have to be able to, to say like, yeah, tell yes, us what I you're feeling people. when you're in these hard times, right? When you're exactly. And that, that's what's tough with me. Musicians lament. I, I, I'm not a country fan per se, Anna, but you know, I might buy that album. Well, thank you very much. I'll, I'll put you on pre-order. <laughs> please do. Please do. I mean, look, look. It's a, it's a, I'll tell you this. I didn't know who Jason Aldean was. I'm, I'm serious. I didn't know who Jason Aldean was. And I guess there's this dude named Luke Bryan. I didn't know who he was either. So <laughs> suffice to say, I've got a little bit of an education to do. So I'll, <laughs> I'll expand my horizons a bit, you know, start, start early in your career. So I'm not, you know, 10 years later, like, oh, I don't know who I am. I've never heard of her before in my entire life. Can't say that anymore. Wouldn't that be special? <laughs> you definitely got to broaden your horizons for, for everything. Music, especially. You got to be able to 
at least in my opinion, to have that diversity in music to say, oh my gosh, I can incorporate that here. Even though this is a metal song, we can do that here. <laughs> bluegrass, blue metal, bluegrass metal. Blue metal. I like it. We're onto something. I think so. I think so. <laughs> well, Anna, it has been absolutely awesome that you know we're recording this very early in the morning but uh she made it work and i appreciate that you know and again we're, we're, we're i love having these artists on for this reason you know they're trying to build what they're doing they they face difficulties transitioning from one stage of career to the other like us veterans do and you know i i wish you all success in your journey um you know i, I guess parting out is you did this at the VFW in Collierville to support, you know, veterans in the Tennessee community. It's one thing to perform and get paid for it, like a gig and pack up and go home. But what were you, what was the feeling like when you're seeing all the people and the pyramid being built of toilet paper and all that and realize that, you know, this might mean something a little bit more than the usual paid gig? Yeah, well, just on that toilet paper pyramid, I helped build the foundation to that. Uh, <laughs> I have pictures and everything. There's that pictures, was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was definitely a fun experience, but I didn't know too much beforehand what all was happening. I knew Uncle Cy was going to be there. I knew Chris was performing. I knew a couple other people were performing, but I didn't realize the extent until I got there. And it was absolutely beautiful what all these people came together to do for, for veterans. And I was so happy to be a part of it, especially once I, once I knew more. I, at first I was like, yeah, sure, I'll fill in, this is great. Um, but <laughs> once I knew, like, it's, once I knew what was happening, it became a lot of a deeper uh, connection for me. Awesome. Well, I, I just, you know, again, was like, okay, sometimes these last minute, uh, you know, subs go great. Sometimes they don't. Uh, just was awesome to hear, you know, the energy she brought to the stage, ladies and gentlemen. I will have all the links to her socials. So you can check out her stuff in the show post. You know, when you have the album for pre-order, we're going to have to have you back on and talk about the album. And both yeah. of them. I think that's pretty powerful. And uh, just tell Chris hello. And uh, I can't to see you again. Yeah, well, I definitely appreciate your time here, Travis. And thanks for contacting me to do this. This is great. I I honestly thought we were going to do it at 7. <laughs> well, so I've I, been up since like 5.30 this morning, uh, well, central well, time, because like, I was like, I got to be ready. I already got like dinner cooking in our crock pot. And <laughs> the time change always fools me around because I'm like, I forgot if you were Eastern or Central. So mm -hmm. my bad. I, I apologize. Okay, all good. Well, usually I'm, I'm like dead on, but I'm like, wait a minute. Did she really mean seven o'clock can't can't be. I mean, her she it, it, it take her at least two hours to do her hair. So I don't want to screw around with that. So we'll we'll bounce it to to, to later. But hey, it takes me fifteen minutes to get ready, even for shows. What? <laughs> yeah, I just throw on some eyeliner, some lipstick. I'm good to go. <laughs> well, I mean, you have more hair on your forehead than I do in my entire scalp. So I don't see how that's possible, but okay. You're telling me that fine, but you were Semper Gumby and here we are. And it's been great talking with you. So it's been uh, fantastic just, talking to you too, Travis. Thank you so much for having me. 
All right, all right. So as we say in Oscar Mike Radio, we are Mission Flight. I'm with Anna Lynn Ferris. Check her out, and we can't wait to have her back on. Thank you again. Thank you.